Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twin Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And we are Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hey, I'm Pastor Padron, and I'm here today with my co-hosts, Paul, Nick, and Dave. Hello. And we've got Kendra here. Hey, guys. How it's you okay. doing? Woo. Down from the bar. And we have another guest with us today, Colin from Glenfiddich. Or What's going on? What, uh, what should I actually say your job is? I, I'm just a guy that has a large liquor cabinet, and I figured I'd stop in, say hello, and uh, drink, some, uh, drink some scotch, and uh, actually have one cool whiskey from the united states here with us today too so well let's get into it that's awesome uh we're gonna be drinking uh some really good stuff with a really good cigar we are smoking this week a cigar from illusione it is the cigar Preve pactum maduro it is a toro it's by illusione cigars it's a mexican san andreas maduro wrapper what's the binder and uh filler on that there It's a Nicaraguan binder, and the the fillers are a a Criollo 98, a Corojo 99, and a Lajero from the the Jalapa region. The Jalapa Jalapa. region. That adds some sweetness. Yes, it does. And it is a Toro. It is a five and a half by 56 box-pressed cigar. And we are drinking something very special with this. Colin, do you want to tell us? Yeah, so uh, we now have in front of us the Glenfiddich 21 year. This is the, they consider it their ancient Grand Reserva. Um, I like to consider it the 21 year Caribbean cask. Uh, Caribbean cask being kind of rum cask, and I'll get into that in a quick moment. Um, but typically, a lot of people are familiar with the Caribbean cask with the, um, oh my God. The Balbini, mm-hmm. 14-year yep. Caribbean cask. Yep, great scotch right there. So you can actually walk from the Glenfiddich Distillery to the Balbini Distillery. Really? So Glenfiddich was actually built in 1887, and five years after, before they ever sold their first bottle, the property right next door came up for sale, and William Grant, the gentleman who built the distillery, had to uh, actually buy the land next door to protect the water source. And that was always been Balvini. So for years and years and years, you had Balvini kind of as a second label to Glenfiddich until about 45 years ago where a gentleman named David E. Stewart came along. He uh, kind of made the profile for what is now Balvini. And he came up with these crazy concepts of finishing rum or finishing whiskey in different casks. Uh, one being a very famous success uh, program with uh, the Caribbean cask. And we see that here kind of translating over into the Glenfiddich product. So this is 21 years in ex-bourbon barrels and then finished in Caribbean casks. That's awesome. Yeah, so we you guys mentioned this. You're getting a lot wow. of sweetness out of this cigar, or mm-hmm. a little bit of sweetness, and that's kind of how this scotch finishes. Get a little bit of orange. I get banana on nose. Banana. Yeah, I definitely get that. Mm. Oh, God. This is so good. And on palate, 
toffee, which is very characteristic right. of of scotch from this area. But what's interesting wow. about this is it's all, you get like almost a kind of a cherry, not like a fresh Bing cherry, but almost like Luxardo a bit, like something like can't like it's a that cocktail. Kind of sweetness. Yeah, yeah that kind of cocktail cherry. Mm-hmm. So really, really nice treat in in here, and I think it does uh as well with the cigar. Mm. What I'm do you think? So happy I didn't put cigar Prevé happens to be one of Paul's favorite cigars. Yes, it is, and uh, he smokes this cigar prolifically mm-hmm. in his own time. How do you think this drink is uh, going along? With Excellent, that? <laughs> <laughs> outstanding tonight, Dave. Outstanding. It is a fantastic pairing. It really is. I mean, it's just it's so smooth. The cigar is very smooth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bringing out a little bit more of the flavor of the cigar for me. Um, I mean, this is one of my favorites. This is probably my number three cigar in my in my top twenty five. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but this this is so, and this is a, honestly, this is a whiskey that I can guarantee you is not going to burn Dave's esophagus. No, it does not. It is very pleasing. I'm in love, <laughs> and and I'm even more broke now. Thank you. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Who needs Nick, French? what about you? What do you uh, think here? Uh, the sweetness is is really coming out in the cigar and the scotch. Yeah. Um, wow. You get that nice little sweetness right at the end, that aftertaste, which is really nice. It's really smooth. And then right at the end, right at the tip of your tongue, you get that nice sweetness, that nice hit of sweetness. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the cigar. You get I get on the retro hill, like almost like a creamy, buttery sweetness in there. Um and it just, it, it's an amazing pairing. Yeah. Amazing that's, pairing. That's what it's all about is like the finish, right? That's how yeah. cigars are supposed to be. And that's how a, a proper whiskey should really be. And that's how you know it's a quality distillant is if it's staying with you, if it's lingering, if you're yep. still getting those flavors or even flavors you didn't recognize in your palate while the liquid was in your palate, like mm-hmm. as, as it dissipates, it's it's doing some, some interesting things still for sure, which mm-hmm. is... Which is really fun. So, how long have you been with this uh, company here? Uh, about four years. What's the name of the place? So, I work for a distributor broker uh, mm-hmm. called Martinetti Companies. Mm-hmm. So, actually, my main vocation is wine. So, we sell about four thousand labels of wine, and really? our spirits program is is very very fortunate. Uh, we don't. I sell a few of the bigger labels, uh, but everything about our spirits program is about craft, niche, core. Uh, uh, interesting things. So I have the ability to play with some really, really fun whiskeys and yeah. all, all sorts of uh, spirits from around the world. Rums, tequilas, you name it. So that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the great things that uh, we're able to do because we're twins. We can not only have uh, reps from cigar companies or uh, pipe tobacco companies, um, but we can also have... Uh, people who are repping some of the spirits that we're trying. And so um, when we had the opportunity to have Colin on the show tonight, we took it, took it by the horns. Thank you for having me. This yeah, is fun. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So um, you want to tell us, do you know any history of the um, the, the Glenfiddich uh, company that you might want to Yeah, Yeah, as, as I mentioned, um, uh, first it was – it, the small, small, little original distillery was mm-hmm. built by William Grant and his nine si- uh, children, 
sons and daughters, everyone. Nine kids. Yeah, nine kids in 1887 uh, pitching in oh, and God the help of I have one stonemason. So really a family effort to build this first building. Yeah. Uh, William Grant was working at distilleries, and it was his lifelong dream to make the best dram in the valley. Mm-hmm. So the valley, actually, Glen, Glen means valley in Gaelic, and Fittick meaning deer. So mm. Valley of the Deer. Mm. Uh, that's why you have this cool stag. That, okay, mm, yep. If, now it if, all makes sense. It all is it's coming all together. It's all so clear to me now. <laughs> <laughs> you have this cool stag on the bottle. That's Glenn Fittick. Uh, and his, his lifelong dream was to set out to create the the best dram in this valley. Mm. So he settled in this valley because he had an excellent water source called the Dewey. Mm-hmm. And that's why I jumped ahead a little bit because we were talking about the Caribbean cask and how it kind of ties in with Balvini. Because these are really two separate buildings, actually two separate distillants, but come from the same pure water source called the Dewey. Mm. And why they're different distillants is really the, the shape of the still. And this is kind of like a scotch hack. We're here and you're, we're looking at <laughs> this bottle. Um, and if anyone at home is listening and they go in a liquor store and they see the Glenfiddich bottle, they know it's much taller and lantern shaped right. than the Balvini bottle. And that is because that's the shape of the still. You have these tall lantern styles stills. Really? And Balvini are much wider mm-hmm. and squattier yeah. style stills. So you're having like completely different distillants from day one because of the different stills. Huh. Even though that you have really like cool. kind of the same philosophy behind the brands. Mm. And that's why I was saying it's kind Balvini, I would never say it was a second label, but kind of like a side thought because Glenfiddich has always been the brand that's been building this family's reputation in the Scotch world for years and years and years Mm. until David E. Stewart came along and kind of put his stamp on, on the Scotch program and really changed not the Scotch program of the world, but whiskey program. Like we Mm. see, we see cool things like angels envy, right? Always they're, they're finishing different, bourbons and rise and different cool casks and that all started from david and still to this day we're seeing a lot of cool innovation coming out of these two distilleries and you have a 21 year old scotch it's been laying there it's it gets pretty you know not complacent as a liquid but it's it's really awakened when you you have these rum cask influences so that's what we're getting that's why it's so vibrant and that's why you get the sweetness that's pairing so well with the cigar yeah, I can certainly get those rum kind of notes yeah, on the finish absolutely. there. That sweetness, almost like a molassesy kind of sweetness on the end. It's fantastic, Kendra. What do you What do you think? So, um, I didn't smoke the cigar, but what do you guys think with the the pairing? It's outstanding. Yeah, it really is. So, what I really love about this moment is that we've turned Dave into a believer. Yes. Like, no, I see it. Yes. yes. There is hope for you. I'm happy to be here for this yes. moment. I didn't know this is a thing. You have no idea. So I'm special, so happy about this. <laughs> what's special to me is It's amazing that, what a couple hundred dollars that, does. <laughs> Colin also made me a scotch drinker. So, it's really special that Dave can now share this moment. Mm. So, Sometimes you just need like a little bit of knowledge behind what you're trying and then um, it it all kind of comes together and the story is great and you really are enjoying it and you know it's not just about 
drinking whiskey and smoking cigars, you you actually put some thought into it and you can yeah. pick up on the yeah. So Kendra, I, I want to know what you think about this scotch. Well, I think it's amazing, but I've so Colin knows that my go-to that's always at my house is the Fiddick 14. So okay. that's finished. God bless. In, so that's finished in um, bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so this tonight is special because, you know, it's not typically that that would be like a special occasion where I would sure. buy that bottle. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's amazing. It's incredibly smooth, um, wonderfully sweet. And yeah, I mean, it's it's great. And I wish I was smoking the cigar, but, you know, it's Friday night and crazy town up there. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, you got to smoke the pipe. That's the important thing. Right. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for that. That's very cool. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you very much. And uh, Colin, thank you for uh, letting us try this with of the course. cigar. It's fantastic. Awesome. Thank Thanks you. for experiencing it with me. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about this cigar. Um, the Cigar Purvey Pactum Toro. <laughs> it is a uh, beautiful box press cigar. It's got this great kind of uh, matte, you know, finish wrapper on it but you can see the oils on the wrapper there the burn has been amazing you've got this really thin burn line going through it the cigar is creamy smooth it's uh very very well balanced you've got some earthy notes you've got some cocoa notes a little bit of coffee there yeah um what's what's other people what are other people picking up i'm getting some real smooth earth um Wow, I can't I can't get the drink out of my head right now. <laughs> um, no, it's it's so it's very smooth and creamy, a little a little earthy. I like it. It's amazing. Paul, what do you like about this cigar? Th- this cigar is, it, it to me, it's a perfect balance. It's uh, it's earthy, it's sweet, it's aromatic, and I'm going to mm. use that word because I learned something today in talking to Dion Giolito, the uh, creator of Illusioni. And uh, the blender. He's very, very hands-on involved Wicked with the blending hands-on. of all his cigars. And he's incredibly knowledgeable. And we got a chance to pick his brain a little bit. And uh, he's so willing to, t- to not only to talk about his cigars, but how he blends each one. And this one here, and learning a little bit more about it, uh, the Lajero, and there's, there's three blends to this cigar for the fillers. The Criollo, the Corojo, and the Lajero. Uh, the difference being the Jalapa Lajero uh, he uses for the sweet aromatic flavors, right? Versus something that would be grown in Esteli, which he uses in other blends for more of a spicy leather, a little bit more powerful. Um, so I'm, I pick up a lot of floral notes off this one, which is, I love it. Mm-hmm. That's why I think this is one of my top cigars. Is it's incredibly smooth, sweet cedar, earth, uh, that aromatic flavor, specifically on the exhale. Ah, oh, it's just it's heaven. Mm. Just, just heavenly. Excellent. Again, um, so with that San Andreas wrapper, you get that nice bite and that earthiness. You get a little bit of bite, but earthy. What's so funny? Nothing. Yeah. Mm. All right. Anyways, um, so I, the like, earthy, and then on like, the retro hill, I get that nice sweetness in there, almost um, not floral sweetness, but more of a creamy, buttery sweetness on that. And it's extremely smooth all the way throughout. It is. It's an incredibly smooth, creamy cigar. Very rich, Mm -hmm. but not 
so much so that you don't want to go back. You know, there's some uh, cigars out there that, you know, the flavor, like a, the Placencia Amaforte, you know, you get this super rich chocolatey flavor from. And when you're done with that cigar, it's like you're done. You don't necessarily want to go back. It's almost like you've you've had a real um, super rich chocolatey dessert. You don't right. you don't you just want to break this. You could go back and get another one. Oh yeah, absolutely. you know what yeah. I mean. And so it's got that richness to it, that uh, nice sweet flavor, but it's not so overpowering or overwhelming that it just makes you want to stop. It just makes you want to keep going back and get some more. It's got that. It's got a real nice buttery finish too. It is yummy. And that buttery finish and that sweet, you know, almost honey, cherry-like finish on the scotch just complements oh, so oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. well. Oh, my God. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. They are like, this is like a marriage yeah. made in heaven, man. I, I have, I'll be honest, this is probably the best scotch I've ever had. It is. It is. Yeah. This is the best scotch I've ever This had. is the only scotch I've ever had. So <laughs> this is really sucking so for me. So it's the best scotch. All the bar is set. It's all downhill it's from all here, downhill. Dave. Yeah. I feel really it's ruined bad. you now for yeah, every other scotch right. coming after. I really feel bad for Dave because he has to go through mm-hmm. like all the other low level single models. Oh, oh, I'm gonna wait. Which, which just, is fine. Well, like wait. if you know you can really get some some really good ones for forty bucks, but nothing. That I've ever had. I've had blue label. I've had gold label. I've had, you know, 15s of, you know, a variety of single malts and blended scotches. But this, for me, is, it's, it's what a scotch tastes like. Look, yeah, it's, even just a bottle looks beautiful. Like, the liquor itself oh, yeah. is just like this gold on the outside and the copper in the middle or bronze. It, it's, oh, that's yeah, it's. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what we like more—the scotch and the you know, cigars. I want to get my hand on the bottle just so I can throw a couple of dog walkers in them and leave them in there for a well, year. Well, the good thing about the cigar is, it's not expensive. Mm. No, that's true. The it's cigars, not what seven dollars and change? Seven yeah. seventy-five. No way, seventy-five. Yeah, that's a seven-dollar cigar. Yep. Yeah, yeah, wow. it's amazing. It's a it's great amazing. cigar. I would have paid like I don't know twelve, fifteen bucks. <laughs> Yeah. I've had $12 cigars that aren't as good as this. I believe yep. it. Yep. Yep. This is fantastic. December is coming. I can't even believe it. Yep. Right. This year's the over. The weather makes me believe it. We've been having January, February cold the last few days here. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it's two weeks until Thanksgiving, and then December is upon us. Mm-hmm. And um, in December, we have two events here at Twins. Uh, Thursday, December 5th at Hookset, and Friday, December uh, 6th at Londonderry. We have a Drew Estate event. We've talked about that the last few weeks. That's going to be with uh, Nick Laramie. He is awesome. It's going to be a big party. Um, We're going to have a great time, and if you're here for that, um, you will not be disappointed. And then the very next week, Thursday, December 12th in Hookset, and Friday, December uh, 13th in Londonderry, we have a My Father event, and that's always a, a big thing. Um, there's That's a very, very popular line of cigars. Um, you've got the Le Bijou, uh, the Judge, um, some other stuff that they do that's just really, really popular. Um, that's going to be a great event. If you like My Father, there's going to be incredible deals, the 12th and 13th. At Twins Smoke Shop, the 12th in Hookset, and the 13th in Londonderry. 
And then, again, we want to remind people, just in case you have not gotten around to doing it yet, that we have been nominated for Tobacconist of the Year by TobaccoBusiness.com. Yeah. So go. Yes. Go forthwith to TobaccoBusiness.com forward slash awards 20 and vote for Twin Smoke Shop as Tobacconist of the Year. Do it. Yes. You can stay in touch with Twin Smoke Shop on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and, of course, at their website, twinssmokeshop.com. Let's talk about our continuing impressions of the Cigar Preve Pactum Maduro Toro. Mm. One of the great <coughs> things I love about this cigar, too, is that it's incredibly consistent. Mm. It really is. And you keep getting those sweet, aromatic, earthy, a uh, little bit of cocoa notes and it's just you know buttery smooth it, it's just fantastic and, and anyone who hasn't tried this cigar i really encourage you to come down and, and try it even if you're just a mild to medium or a medium cigar smoker you will not be put off by the cigar at all this, yeah this it's not eat. that powerful no it's not and again you know the, the blending is just incredible uh i think most all cigar smokers would really appreciate this yeah, not that the, mm. this is not a mild cigar by any no. means, but again, I to me, just another just another of those great examples of a really dark Maduro wrapper not being on a super powerhouse cigar. Right. Yeah. It's just so smooth and creamy. This is a very approachable cigar, and um, if you venture into that medium category for strength at all. Um, this is definitely something that uh, I would highly recommend to people. Yep, yep. this is uh, fantastic for me. I would I would almost call this like a medium medium plus. Um, I'm feeling like I feel like I'm feeling the nicotine from this, mm. um, but it is so <laughs> buttery. Sure, that's not could the, it uh, also be the scotch. It, it, it could be. It, it very well could be. You know, that's a, could so, be the scotch. I'm not sure. This scotch. She's already done. <laughs> yep. I'm going to bet over. it is a scotch. I looked over <laughs> and saw the empty, the empty <laughs> glass. I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> that would just be bad. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah, Look, he, he already finished I Kendra's. Know in the past, I've, I've you know, sipped out my drinks pretty quickly. But this one, I'm forcing, I'm forcing myself to take my time with it because God knows when I'll ever have another glass of this like it's it's unbelievable 200 bucks a pop it's going to be a long time before Pastor Padron has another drop right right so but this is fantastic stuff you know for a special occasion oh yeah something Mm -hmm. like that absolutely um be definitely whenever I pay off my student loans (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely going out and getting a bottle of this (laughs) Maybe when I uh, pay off my wife's land rover, I'll, I'll, I'll get a bottle of this to celebrate. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's about the same payment. Yeah. Well, but, No, it's know, not, but yeah. yeah. One of the reasons that uh, we're smoking the Cigar Preve tonight is because we had a Illusione event here at, here at Twins today. Had a great time uh, with uh, Dion Gilito, the owner and founder of uh, Illusione, and... Um, I was fortunate enough to have uh, an interview with him that was recorded earlier today. It's a video interview, um, something that Twins uh, does called Twins Talks. And it'll be Twins Talks with 
Dion Gilido. And um, uh, it was a great, great interview. Again, about 20, 25 minutes, something like that. Uh, a number of questions and uh, not the normal questions that you would ask, you know, and it's, we had some great discussion about uh, his kind of attitude toward the industry and how he does things. You know, he, he owns his own shop. Yes. Just like Kurt. Kurt has 724 and owns Twins. Uh, he has Illusione and he owns a shop called Fumar um, out in Reno. And um, uh, he's still hands-on in that business just like Kurt is with us. And, you know, one of the most interesting things in the uh, interview was that uh, he does not want to be the fad. He doesn't want to be that hot, fat, fat, fad cigar that everyone's talking about. And it's funny because with all the names of his cigars and all the stuff that goes on about the... the, um, um, conspiracy theories behind the names of his cigars and everything. Uh, you might think that that's what he's going for. And uh, it's not at all. The and, and while the industry is driven by what's new, what's hot, what's the, the new thing that's coming out, he wants to be the core line in the shop. He wants to be the cigar that y- you want in your shop as one of the th- the core things that you're not going to negotiate on. And, you know, we had a great talk about that and how owning his shop um, has affected how he looks at producing cigars and how his producing cigars has impacted how he does business at his shop. It's a great interview, and I can't wait for it to come out. It'll be out in the next day or two. It's awesome. When it's out, uh, we will have it. Uh, up on our own website, not just blowingsmoke.com. It will also be on Twins' uh, YouTube page, mm. Twins' Smoke Shop YouTube page. And uh, just look up Twins' Smoke Shop and Lounge on YouTube, and, and uh, you'll come there. And um, let me know what you think of that interview when it comes out. It should be out uh, Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest. Awesome. That's something to be said for that, too, because, you know, um, I used to work in the restaurant business and I, you know, I started out as like part time and I was a driver and then I worked my way up to, to management and just seeing the different perspectives of the different roles. Um, it's 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 so important, I think, for for branding that you know all levels of your business and to hear that someone's in the intimate level of, of like their business, like Kurt is, is fantastic. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for the man. And, um, we did talk a little bit about, you know, it, uh, Dion's very private. He doesn't talk a lot about his personal life. He keeps that very separate from things. Um, and, uh, uh, he doesn't go out and visit many places. Maybe six, eight times a year he goes out. And we were so fortunate that he decided to come out here. It had been eight years since he'd been here before in the yeah. New England area. And the last time he was here, uh, it was because there had been a uh, silent auction with him as uh, doing an event with him as the as the thing you were winning. And that's why he came out. Um 
but in this particular case, he chose to come out uh, because of his appreciation for Kurt and for twins. And uh, we're very, very uh, glad that he did. We had a great time with him tonight. Awesome. And uh, as soon as we know about the interview being up, we'll let you know. So what are our final thoughts on this cigar purvey? Buttery, earthy, <laughs> sweetness, goodness. It is unbelievable. And the, the scotch, it's just blowing my mind. Paul? This this cigar is one of the few cigars that you will always see in my humidor for the very reason we've been talking about. It's that just wonderful consistency, the, the sweet, cedary, uh, earthy, cocoa, floral, aromatic flavors that you're getting out of it. Um, it really is. It's just a fantastic cigar, and uh, I love it. It's, I, I wish I had another set of hands so I could give it four thumbs up. Mm. There I, you go. Thanks, Nick. I just, I just <laughs> lend you my two fingers, my two thumbs. Um, it's, it's a must-buy for me. Uh, like Paul said, it's one that you'll always see in my humidor. It's a, it's a must-buy. It brings so much flavor to your palate. You're not sacrificing the strength or anything like that. Or anything like that. It's really smooth. It's got some really nice flavor. You definitely get some dark chocolate tones in there. You get that buttery, buttery creamy smoothness right at the end. Um, and I, I give it four thumbs up myself. Mm. I'm borrowing Paul's thumbs on this one. <laughs> Glad. This is a great cigar. Before today, I'd not smoked this before. Yeah. Um, I think I had tried to once, and we only had the uh, was it the Corojo wrapper. Correct. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that was good too. But this this is uh, a whole other level. You gotta of, love of that goodness. San Andreas. Yep. I know that uh, you know. In talking to Dion, this was something that he blended for somebody who enjoyed Padron cigars, and um, you know, we told them, you know, I don't have their tobacco, I don't have, but I can do something that's a variation on that theme. And I, I can pick up the similarities, you know, between this and the uh, Padron 1926 number nine. Yeah. Um, this does not have the pepper that that does. Um, that Padron-esque flavor is something that is unique to Padron. I don't know anyone else that's been able to duplicate that. No. That said, that that kind of richness, uh, that cocoa notes, the earthiness, the smoothness, the sweetness of the cigar is just very, very good. And um, Pastor Padron likes this cigar a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Pastor Illusion. And would highly <laughs> encourage you to go out and try it if you have not yet done so. At seven seventy five retail, it is a fantastic deal. Um, great, great cigar. Pipe Tobacco, we are reviewing the fourth generation 1957 blend from Eric Stokeby. Um, and if you go to their website, it says, quote, bright Virginias, light brown burleys, and a touch of black cabin, Cavendish combined to create a perfect harmony in this blend. A naturally sweet tasting blend, the soft, creamy vanilla adds to the elegant room notes, perfect for a relaxing moment 
any time of the day. It's manufactured by Scandinavian Tobacco Group. It's an aromatic. And like the description says, it contains Black Cavendish Burley and Virginia. It has a uh, vanilla casing to it. It is a ribbon-cut tobacco. And um, what are our initial thoughts on the pipe tobacco here? Right off the bat, I got that uh, that sweet, creamy vanilla flavor. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It was excellent. I really, really enjoyed. Just that first puff was just wow. That's yeah. That's a really nice tobacco. Dave, what about you? What are you picking up? Um, I definitely get that vanilla right off the bat. Um, it's really smooth. It's got a little bit of a bite to it, and I like it. Um, it's really nice. Mm. Now the vanilla is there, but it's it's kind of bringing out the the nuttiness of the burley and that fruitiness that the virginia offers so it's 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 not like a you know a really strong full-bodied aromatic where you're getting tons of vanilla and not really tasting the tobacco at all it's like the vanilla is there to enhance the tobacco's natural flavors and we have a very special drink to go with this. And Colin is back along with uh, Kendra from the 724 special K. Lounge. Special K. Hey, so I don't know that it's good to be giving her I'd name of a drug. I mean, come on. Potion Master. Potion Master. That's awesome. Uh, Colin, you want to tell us about this uh, uh, thing that we're drinking here? Yeah, actually, um, I kind of want to volley it up to Kendra for why she paired it, and then I'll go full deep into the whiskey. But Kendra, actually, can you tell us about... This is really her baby. She, I bought a, <laughs> no, I, I bought a lot baby. of different whiskeys, and she was like, this one with this to pipe tobacco. So, actually, why do you like this peated whiskey from the Pacific Northwest with this tobacco? Yeah, Kendra. So I'm going to go back like a couple weeks when we had um, a tasting, Colin and I and one of his uh, co-workers. So um, after tasting, I think it was about like four or five different um, whiskeys that day. This was the clear winner to me. Um, for me, I usually like a like campfire um, smoky whiskey, something with a lot of character, and this really stood out to me. Um, tonight I was a little skeptical about pairing it with the pipe tobacco, but um, I got I did an excited Kendra happy dance when I was upstairs, and I did, and I was smoking some of the pipe tobacco, and and for me I wasn't getting a ton of vanilla. I was getting a lot of that roasted like nut mm-hmm. um, flavor, and as soon as I had some of the whiskey it brought out like sweetness like it completely changed the flavor mm. and that was my second happy dance so so i'm happy about this pairing because i took just a few minutes to sample the tobacco and um and i thought it was an excellent pairing so it really does bring out the vanilla with um with the whiskey for mm. me mm. Which is nice for for to change the flavor. Um, it that that was nice. It's always cool with those pairings, whether it's food and wine, smoke and whiskey. Like it's always cool with and this this definitely is is working. So the whiskey is Westland. Okay. Uh, but this particular bottle that we're drinking is the Westland Peated. Westland is a producer of American single malts. They're actually. 
one of 90 here in the United States that are making single malt whiskey. It's not an official category in the United States of single malt, as I'm doing air quotes. But (laughs) (laughs) it's so actually to back up a a couple steps, Matt Hoffman, the co-owner and master distiller here at Westland is the pioneer of this category and is part of the coalition of trying to create, uh, as we know, bourbon's a category, right? Rise a category, you know, uh, single malt scotch is a category across the pond. There's Mm -hmm. different categories of Irish whiskey, so on and so forth. But American single malt isn't necessarily a category. As I mentioned earlier, there's 90 different producers here in the United States that are making single malt whiskey. Mm-hmm. Now, Hoffman was the pioneer. Um, and everything in this bottle is, as I mentioned earlier, is Westland. comes from the Pacific Northwest. The distillery is in Seattle. So from water source to even all the barley, everything in this bottle comes from the Pacific Northwest, mostly Washington, mm-hmm. where obviously Seattle's out of. So from the north of Washington into slightly to the east, you have very, very interesting soils. It's a lot of volcanic soil, mm-hmm. dark, dark black soil that creates very mineral rich growing conditions for interesting agricultural products such as barley. Now, Matt has sourced barley from all across the world, and we think about where barley typically thrives and we think of all the cool different strains that we can find over in the UK and so on and so forth. So there's many different types of barley that are going into this whiskey, but all coming out of the Pacific Northwest. Um, The more interesting part, if you ask me, is the process really starts with him Mm -hmm. with the beer. So he went to study beer first and foremost, and I'm not sure this may be getting a little too geeky, but with a lot of whiskey, you, you start with beer, right? Mm-hmm. And if you uh, start, like, let's say it's a potato vodka, mm-hmm. that's a potato wine before you get to the distillant of vodka or gin or so on and okay. so forth. Sure. So he puts a lot of emphasis on the first distillant, which is beer. Okay. And what he does. Yay. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> what he does is, uh, and where a lot of. Scotch kind of passes over this step is he actually roasts the barley. Mm-hmm. So we typically think of roasting barley when we think of stouts and porters and those more robust flavors of that style of beer. And here uh, we're actually experiencing it. And with the peated style that we have in front of us, can I'll let Kendra volley it back to how it's pairing so well, but the tasting profile of the whiskey itself is more campfire than anything, mm-hmm. but there is a little bit of iodine quality to it, but it's not overly medicinal. It doesn't, it's not overly iodine like the Band-Aid flavor. It's right. not like Isla Isla. No, uh, no. It's, it's like a Laphroaig 10 by any means, but the iodine is definitely there, but it's definitely more campfire prevalent. Yeah, yeah, definitely more of the campfire that, that, um, that uh, Laphroaig, you know, uh, is not... You know, that's a whole different kind yeah. of peat flavor than yep. this is. So, cool whiskey, uh, really fun, non-chill filter, no color adding. Um, if you guys see the bottle, if you guys, if any of the listeners will pass across uh, this this whiskey on the store shelves, it's steep, we'll it's sure rich. We'll a picture of it for the website. Yeah, the, absolutely. Um, it's, it's a really beautiful handmade product made in uh, the Pacific Northwest. Fantastic. 
So, Kendra, what do you pick up from the whiskey here? So what I love about it is the the campfire, but also you get some sweet notes in there, too. So I think that is working well with the pipe tobacco. Um, I mean, tell me if you agree, but... Oh, totally. Yeah, I Mm. feel like that really helped me enjoy the tobacco. Um, So yeah, that's what I get from it. I get vanilla, I get campfire. Um, I don't get a ton of the medicinal, like... I don't... It's there, but that's the cool part about it, because it's there, but it's not the first thing you're thinking about, which is nice, because... You want that balance. Right. Right. And and I'm enjoying it neat sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying it neat. <laughs> yeah. It's neat and I enjoy it. So this it. is like, this is a win. This is a win, right, Dave? Mm-hmm. If we can enjoy it neat and really pick up on those notes, I think that is a, a smooth, um, balanced whiskey. Yeah. And, and with this whiskey, they are, it's single malt whiskey. And we think single malt, we think of Scotland. Like, we just tried a single malt from Scotland. These guys are not trying to be scotch. And there's no, nothing about this that is trying to be at that level. It's more finding their own identity. And the the terroir in the Pacific Northwest is so interesting. And he's trying, uh, Matt Hoffman is really trying to kind of channel that and, and make his own style. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Nick, you had some questions about the difference between scotches and uh, what was that question that you wanted to ask? Well, yeah. So I I had a question and probably more so for our listeners. I kind of know the difference between them. But if you can kind of go into depth about the difference between uh, regular, like, uh, blended whiskey scotch mm-hmm. to a single malt scotch to what makes this a single malt whiskey. So, this, is, so again, uh, kind of going back to there's no real legal definition of what makes this a single malt whiskey. There, are, there is a series of parameters that they hope to achieve to make it legal to call a single malt whiskey on a label for the United States going forward. But to jump a couple steps back and talk about uh, what makes a blended whiskey versus a single malt whiskey in Scotland. Um, single malts have to be only made from malted barley from one distillery. Blended can come from multiple diff- different distilleries and they can be single malts made in column stills, which is more commercial or pot stills, okay. which is what single malts will be distilled with. Okay. Within, uh, that's kind of the the broader blanket to kind of go over that right. whole... The, it's not so much that they use one kind of of uh, barley. Not it, like one clone or one right. specific... It's, the, yeah. it's all made in one distillery. One distillery, and it's all malted barley. It's all malted barley. Yeah. Right. Yep. So... I have a new appreciation for blended scotch whiskey. Um, I was lucky enough to sit with um, the brand ambassador from Dewar's, and he was talking about... That was awesome. Yeah, right? Yeah. So the job that this, you know, that <laughs> blending this whiskey, that's yeah. crazy. Like, they have to to repeat that say the white label they need right. to get that same flavor 
time and time and time again, but they're not necessarily blending the same scotch every time. No, they're not just, at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's an art. Like, You'll I have never a blend the same scotch ever yeah. because the ag- it's an agricultural product at the core yeah. of it. It right. will change every harvest or every different time you distill it. And then X never equals Y. It's, it's about that master blender kind of trying to hone in that house style, whatever that house is and whatever their style is nuts. And you were talking, he was talking about the, you know, basically being 40 different kinds of things that were, that they were blending in order to make that scotch and that that you get something that's similar enough that you don't notice a difference from barrel to barrel is unbelievable. I wonder if Padron goes through the same thing. Oh, I'm sure it does. If you if, yeah, if you true. were if you were able to to uh, you know the the one uh, I've had twenty year old padrones. Um, the twenty year old padrones that I've had have passed their prime, and you know everything has everything that ages has a shelf life. You know, there's a peak. Of course. There's yep. a peak where it yep. goes, and then things start to drop. Um, my experience has been, you know, if you age a Padron cigar more than a f- uh, just a few years, it really starts to lose its flavor. Not only, you know, so you, it's a diminishing returns, you know, mm-hmm. but, but you know, on the whole, that's right. On the other hand, I've had c- some cigars that were 20 years old that were amazing. And it was because of all that time. And one of one of the cigars that I that I come up with, uh, again, I can't remember if I talked about this last week or not. But the the um, uh, Byron by Selected Tobacco, the uh, um, Grand Poema, is the the tobacco's between five and ten years when it's rolled into the cigar, and then he ages that cigar for five years before it comes to market. And when you think that most of the cigars that come to market age after they're rolled for between 60 and 90 days, and he's holding them for five years, it's an incredible cigar when you get it. There's a complexity and a smoothness, uh, and he does a, a lot in that five-year period. Those cigars are not just sitting there doing nothing, I, but that's that's a topic for another day. But it is an incredible thing that happens. I, I think we experienced that a little bit with the the... 21 year uh, whiskey that we, yeah. we had and, just at the beginning of the show. And that's not just laying scotch. it down for, oh, scotch whiskey. <laughs> it, that's not just laying it down for 21. And you're like, this barrel is going to be a 21 year old whiskey one day. That is constant tasting that barrel <laughs> and it can go into a different blend at any time. Right. But they monitor every, every distillery, the Glenfiddich distillery, just because we were on that example. I've, they house everything on site and they're tasting through every barrel as often as they can because everything is monitored. Right. So if that goes over a certain level and it gets overly tannic, even if it's at like 19 years, they won't bottle it as a 19 year. If it, they think it went over and it just it wasn't holding up, that's going into another blend mm. at, at, a, at, a, at a subpar level. So to get to a 21-year-old from such a reputable house, just again using Glenfiddich as an example, those are special barrels that are able yeah. to get to that level. And you think about cognac houses and mm. everything like that. It's Louis Trey, 100-year-old 
hundred year old uh, cognac. Mm. So it, it, it's it's very interesting to see how these things progress because mm. um, it's not just a guarantee. You don't just distill something and say like this all this liquid will be twenty one or twelve or fourteen. It it you have to watch how it develops in each barrel. Before we get more into that, let's let's get back to the tobacco and talk about what you guys are picking up with the pipe tobacco here. This is uh, Eric Stokeby's fourth generation blend. It's the 1957 blend in that series. What are you guys picking up for flavors? Still that uh, that creamy vanilla, but uh, it's now uh, picking up a lot more spice. Mm. Some yeah. spice. Yes. What mm. kind of spice? Oh, I'm not quite sure, but it's uh, a little spicy. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like the tobacco from you know who. <laughs> not really, not really sure what I'm. But it's it's some spice know. there. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Just don't know why. Just get a little. To- I get a little yeah. tobacco. I I can you know the the vanilla to me is is not the predominant thing mm. that I that I taste on this. It's it's there's a nuttiness that's there. And the, the vanilla is bringing a, kind of a sweet note to that and kind of makes the nuttiness almost kind of like a cocoa flavor kind of a thing. Yeah. And um, the peatiness of the of the whiskey is really bringing both of those things out. It It's accenting those deeper, richer flavors that the Burley has. Yeah. And it's really accenting the, the sweetness uh, of the Virginias, which is... Also, ac- and also yeah. accenting the the uh, vanilla bourbon topping that they put on there. Yeah, mm. I get I get the vanilla, I get the spice from the retrohale, and a little earthiness. It's not, you know, I don't really get any of the other other flavors or anything like that. Maybe some stewed fruit, maybe some dried mm-hmm. fruit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much about it. It's a very nice light blend. Yes, yeah, very nice. It's very nice with the whiskey. Very very pleasant. Mm. You get the the shot of sweetness. You get the shot of sweetness. Kendra's if, if we had a camera, Why don't you awesome. guys have a camera? <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. It's it is coming. coming. It's I coming feel like this is half the show. It's coming down the pipeline. Here we go. Kendra's doing her happy dance. And Dave's filming it. It's gonna put There's it on like YouTube. eighty four happy dances that Kendra has in her back pocket. It's gonna. We're gonna put her, we're gonna put her on TikTok. Tobacco and whiskey We're gonna put her on TikTok after the show. Yeah. But um, Fortnite is jealous. Yes, they're gonna make a character, right? Kendra, do a special Fortnite. K character. Yeah. Yeah. Special K character. The potion master. <laughs> potion master. Potion oh, can master. you put my Bitmoji on your and your whole picture thing? I'm sure we can yeah, figure out some way to it. get your Bitmoji. Show Colin. I kind of want to see this. Yeah. So, with the, <laughs> yeah, the tobacco for, and the whiskey, your bitmoji. so with the tobacco and the whiskey, <laughs> the sweetness oh, from the whiskey. Yes. <laughs> trying to focus here. The, the, Sorry, that's the sweet, the sweetness from the whiskey Colin. when you first drink it, it is it complements the tobacco very, very well. Yeah, it's it's a very good pairing. <laughs> I get a little bit, maybe too much bite at the end mm-hmm. with the whiskey. And the tobacco, all the same. Because the tobacco is very, very smooth. (laughs) Very smooth with the vanilla notes in there. And the whiskey, a little bit too much bite for me to go back and forth. But I I am very much enjoying it, though. Mm. Paul, what are you thinking? 
You're looking at your pipe, kind of pointing at it like you're. Half, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to get behind. <laughs> what spice are you? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what spice you're talking about, my friend. <laughs> Playing charades with your pipe. He's like, he's like huffing on I'm, that I'm thing listening now. to him, mm, and I'm spice. trying to figure out what he's what, what, what I can get out of it that he's talking about. Bite is just the word. I'm not using that word, my friend. There's no way that 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 word is 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 banished. It's just like. Campfire to me. When, even, when they started using campfire to describe the whiskey, I'm like, I'm not using that word. Because <laughs> I can't use that word anymore. It says campfire for every tobacco. That's oh, okay. uh, that, that was kind of like a joke. It wasn't really serious. You know what I get? Hold on, Dave. Hold on one I, second. You know what I am a little disappointed on, though? A little disappointed. Not that much, but just... I'm worried that you're looking at me. Un poquito. It says peated on that. Yes. I didn't get any peat from that. And probably the reason why is because I'm a big Lagavulin guy. Yes, it's not I, that. I, yeah. I know. I, I know that now that you explained <laughs> it. But I'm a big Lagavulin guy. Lafroy, big peat, the yep. whole nine yards. I love that. Now that's like, for me, that's super campfire. Yeah. Super campfire, Paul. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but more the iodine flavor that you're talking about, right? right. I mean, well, I, the, yeah, the with, smokiness was. This is more like very subtle campfire and not like the overall right. iodine y characters that from all the whiskeys that you just described, yeah. like those are I love real Pete. Yeah. The reason you don't <laughs> get all of that out of this particular yeah. whiskey is it's partial peated. So okay. they, they have. 100% peated whiskey in here, but that's blended with other whiskeys that are just roasted barley. Okay. So it's not 100% like peated, and the parts per, PPMs, parts per million, is very, very low on this. Okay. So it's more about a peat accent to kind of... Yeah. They're not tr- Again, as I mentioned earlier, these guys are not trying to be scotch. Right. They're not trying to be Isla scotch. Yeah. They're just like they thought it would be kind of a, a fun little project, and this is part of their core range of fun things to yeah. work with um and there is peat prevalent but not overly prevalent by yeah any it's, means it's at not all. over the top i i kind of thought when seeing the bottle and before we started drinking it i thought it was going to be in that range yeah yeah um but i am very satisfied with the whiskey though yeah um you do get a little little tiny bit of the peat on there yep um but it is a very good very smooth whiskey i am very happy that i'm drinking it thank you for trying it Absolutely. Thanks. <laughs> it's a great whiskey if, if for somebody who might be uh, wanting to get into peated scotches. Yeah. But is like afraid <laughs> yeah. to try that. You know, it's a great way to get introduced to that flavor without going in over the top. It's almost like a, uh, getting your toe in the water without... Um, getting wet? What? Well, if you're putting your toe in the water, you, you are technically getting wet. Well, not your whole body. Not your whole body. Yeah, yes, right. that's why they call We're it not dipping your toe in the water. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> Look, we're just having yeah. too much fun. Here. This this pipe tobacco is very nice. It's it's it is consistent. It's not complex at all, um, but it is uh, very smooth, <laughs> very tasty. You've got these nice, sweet, uh, nutty kind of flavors with some. Uh, that vanilla kind of lingering in the background. The vanilla really plays well with the other tobaccos that are in there. Um, you almost get this little bit of brown sugar quality from the uh, black Cavendish that's there. Mm. That sweet 
stewed fruit from the Virginia, the nuttiness from the Burleys. It all plays well together. And um, sure does. This, you know, uh, whiskey really does bring out the sweetness in the tobacco. And, and for that reason, I think it's a really, really good pairing. Yes, it is. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on here at Twins Pipe Related. And the big thing coming up is next month, December 14th, we have a Peterson Pipe Show uh, with yeah. Mark Mormar from uh, Laodice Distribution Group. That's going to be December 14th. That's a Saturday from 12 to 4. There's going to be a huge selection of Peterson Pipes here. And... Um, it is going to be a fantastic time. Those pipes will be on sale at an incredible discount during that uh, time. And if you are at all in the area and are at all thinking about adding a new pipe to your collection, especially a Peterson, uh, please come to that event. You will not be disappointed. Um, Peterson is the oldest manufacturer of briar pipes in the world today. They've been doing it longer consistently uh, than any other pipe manufacturer currently in business. They've been doing it since 1865. They know what they're doing, and they make an incredible pipe. You can follow Twins Pipe Club on their Facebook page, Twins Pipe Club, and follow them on Instagram at Twins Pipe Club. That's easy, isn't it? Pipe Club is actually at Twins Pipe Club. All right. Um, what's our final verdict on this fourth generation 1957 blend from Eric Stokeby? It's really marvelous. Uh, that little, it's like that vanilla finish, that stewed fruitness from the, uh, from the Virginias is particularly amazing. Um, it's pairing really well with the spirit. Um, it's absolutely amazing. This is definitely a favorite for me. Paul? Yeah, uh, sweet, creamy, a little spicy for me. I'm not sure if anyone else is picking it up, but I, I picked it up. I'm, I'm not sure if that's correct, but <laughs> I'm picking it up. All right. Uh, excellent. I picked things it, up. Yes, outstanding today, Dave. It's outstanding. The word today is outstanding. No, it's it's a very good tobacco. Um, I'm really enjoying this very very much. I'm really relaxed, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't imagine why. And uh, no, I, I would absolutely give this two thumbs up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, it's a good pipe tobacco to get out of your regular aromatic blends that you would that you would get into if you were starting to smoke pipe. And you were starting on like, you know, the rum cake or, you know, the autumn evening and you kind of wanted to go a little step up. You didn't want to go to something full or medium or anything else. I think this is complex enough for that person that's looking for something more, but still light enough for them not to scare them away from smoking pipes. And it kind of gradually, you know, gets a little bit more flavor, the vanilla, the complexity, you get the stewed fruit, the earthiness, the nuttiness. I think it's a really great pipe tobacco for somebody that's looking for just a little bit more to kind of get out of their comfort zone of somebody that's a novice. And also for anybody that wants to smoke a really good pipe tobacco that is, you know, that wants to smoke it early mornings or anything like that. Right. It's a really good, light, flavorful pipe tobacco. 
Sure. Yeah, I totally agree. If, if you're <coughs> looking to move from the aromatic bulks into um, a higher grade tin, yeah, uh, and you're wanting to get more towards a non-aromatic, but you're not really wanting to leave, this is kind of a nice doorway tobacco that way. You still get the sweetness uh, from the vanilla casing there, but it's much more of a, a background player than a foreground player. Not that, and I don't mean that you don't know it's there. You totally can taste the vanilla. You can, but it is a much more of a supportive role mm. than a major role in in this. Absolutely, and um, you know, this is a there's some. You know, nice flavor here. It's very, it's very pleasant. The room note is great. Uh, your wife will probably ask you what it is you're smoking and say you can smoke more of it. Maybe not inside, but you can probably <laughs> smoke more of it. Um, and you know, it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful all day smoke. So if you want something sweet, um, but don't really want to go that full aromatic route. Uh, of like uh, you brought up autumn evening, um, you know this is a great, great way to go. Mm. You have been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twin Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thank you for listening, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke.